everybody. Welcome to Celebrating Independent Artist Spotlight. As always, I'm your host, Coach Kelly Tammy, out here in beautiful San Diego, hot San Diego, California today. And I have the honor and pleasure of introducing to you Miss T.S. Connor. She is an uh, author. She's written two books. She is working on her third. She is a single mom of a beautiful six-year-old little girl, and I am super excited to dig into her story today. She is a fiction writer, and I am a non-fiction writer, so I get to ask her all kinds of really good, cool questions. I got everybody else that I've interviewed have been like telling life stories, and they're non-fiction as well. So you know, I get to dive into her 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 thought process, and she also does spoken word. Uh, first artist that I've talked to that does spoken word, so I'm super interested in, in that topic as well. Um, just super awesome to to hear more about you and your story. And so, uh, and it's it's Taniqua, right? Yes. Yay! Hey, I did it right. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. Yeah, I'm right on the first try. It never happened. Well, I, I, girl, look, I, I'm just white on the outside, so like, I, I do, I do pretty good with 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 names. Right. That was great. That was great. Awesome. Well. Let's, let's tell our listeners, you know, let's, I'm going to let you tell your story. Like I, I gave the very basics right there. I know you got two books, you self-published, you, you realized that you are right. You loved writing really early on. So, you know, just, just give us some background. How did you get into writing and, and what, what drove your passion for this? Uh, I got into it, like I said, from elementary school. So in third grade, actually, we had to write a poem for Mother's Day. And I wrote my mom a poem for Mother's Day, and I had so much fun with it. Like, I fell in love. It was like love at first sight. And my mom put it in a gold frame. So it's just, that's a memory I'll never forget. And just from that moment, it sparked an interest in English and fiction. I love fiction books. So I read a lot of books at a young age, and I knew from a young age I was going to be an author. It was just a matter of time. Oh, that so is awesome. my first story was written at the age of 14. It was 32 pages, so I was like, I was super proud of myself. It never was published, but I seen how I was in writer, like my writing age or my writing material at that age, because I still have a copy of it from when I was 14. So from 14 to 24 years old, just about a decade later, I wrote my first book and I published it, self-published it. So that was like the best accomplishment so far. And in that when you hit publish on that first book, is it not just like the most exhilarating, emotional thing that you can go through? Like, yeah, it's like a, it's like a breakup at the end of a book because you got to start over with a new concept or a new character or a new storyline if you're not doing a sequel. The right. first one, I was like, I'm, I decided I'm going to do a sequel, but it's still like a breakup. It's like you, you're leaving your characters behind for the moment being. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah I, like even even the in mine because I'm writing about my story, but it was like mm -hmm. you have this like, oh, what do I do now? Like mm -hmm. you've been going and going and going for so long. So so did right. you kind of have that like that letdown moment? Like oh, now what do I do? I had that moment because it's like being an author is like fifty percent writing the book and then fifty percent selling the book. So now once you're done writing it, now it's like the second phase of it, which is editing it, editing it, and then getting it prepared for the public. Right. So that part is always stressful for me. I have way more fun writing it than actually selling it and pushing it to the public. So yes, yeah, I so was, yeah, it was definitely like that. So your 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 first book was called He's Mine. Is that correct? Okay, so I, I'm assuming that's a love story. 
yeah it's a it's a romance it's a drama it's a comedy it has a little bit of suspense in it also okay it's definitely a page turner from what i hear from the clients and the welcome readers i had awesome that's great and so what was your um second book one second i'm done interview Back up. Can I get like five minutes, please? Like 10 minutes, maybe? Who's that? A friend. She's doing an interview. That's just a picture? No, it's the video. 10 minutes. Thank you. Thank you. In 10 minutes. I'll do it in 10 minutes. <laughs> what was your question? The life of a single mom. Like, I, no, that is awesome. That is so staying in this interview. Like, people don't understand, man. Like, single moms are superheroes. You know what I mean? Like, you guys got so much going on, like, with life. You got to, like, take care of the house. You got to have a job. And, you know what I mean? You're full, working yeah. full time, sometimes multiple jobs. Yeah. And then you got a, another human that you are responsible for, and they need your undivided attention. You know what right. I mean? You're an author and you're writing like novels. I, like, I wrote a book, you wrote a novel, not one, but two. You know what yeah. I mean? Like that is just amazing. Like you, you need like Wonder Woman's emblem, like <laughs> on your chest. People ask me how do I do it. Honestly, I can't give them a concrete answer because I don't think about it. I just, I do it. It's really that simple. If I think about what I have to do, is like looking at the mountain and seeing how high I gotta climb every day, and right. I probably won't climb it if I'm analyzing it from that perspective. But right. at the same time, I want to give her an example to follow and some shoes to fill when she gets older. So yeah, she's going to have some shoes to fill when yeah. she gets older. That's my goal to give her that. There you go. There you go. That's awesome. So uh, my question, what was my question? I, I, it was so cute just having <laughs> her come back. <laughs> I, forgot cookies, I promised her cookies yesterday. That's why she's, she's bugging me about cookies. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> Um, yeah. So I was asking about the, the love story of the first book. Yeah. So that book is actually 300 pages. Um, it started out as me having fun. Like I was in a weird phase in my life. I had just dropped out of college. I was working full time and I knew I had a story that I started my freshman year in college, but I was so busy with school that I didn't like, I didn't spend much time on it. So when I dropped out of school and I had my daughter, so I was about a year and a half into being into parenthood. I was like, I'm going to pick the story back up and see how far it goes. So I started working third shift and I had a very boring job. Literally, it was so boring. So it was so boring that the manager told me, you can be on your phone, you can listen to music, <laughs> you can write, you can read, you can do whatever you want to do, just stay awake. Half of the job was just staying awake on third shift because it was security. So I started back writing. And then I was like six chapters in before I knew it. And some of my uh, coworkers, they was like, what are you writing? Are you writing a, like a song? Or, and I'm like, no, I'm writing a book. So they started reading the story. They was like, you have to publish this. Like, if you don't publish it, I'll be upset. So I finally started looking up like how to do it, how to research. Should I go self-publishing? Should I go through a publisher? So I decided self-publishing is for me. I don't like control over my work whatsoever. <laughs> and um, that's how it started. It was, yeah. It was a long journey. It was a fun journey at the same time. Yes, absolutely. So did you have a friend edit it? Did you hire a professional editor? How did you do that? Oh, yeah. 
So that's a, a weird story. I was looking for an editor in in the state where I'm from, which is Wisconsin. I couldn't find one that I trusted with my work because I was super paranoid about somebody stealing my work because it wasn't at, uh, copyrighted at the time. So I talked to my older sister. My older sister had a sorority sister that was an author, and she said she was her friend who lives in Texas. <laughs> so I reached out to the, her friend in Texas, and we actually corresponded through email, through phone and then I like we paid I made payments through her account so it was a weird setup but I gave her 400 up front and then 400 after so she even gave me a mini day that's how that happened she actually still edited my books she's a great editor awesome awesome I um I went with a friend and mm -hmm. she was I learned really quick how to ask questions about your editor are you a writer that likes to edit or are you an editor that likes to write there are two different right two very different things. And she was a writer that liked to edit it, which turned into somebody trying to write their own story into mine. Wow. No. Ooh, girl. Oh, no. That's something you don't do. You don't overstep a person's work like that. <laughs> no, she's girl. literally a strict editor. She went to college for it. So she loves editing. Right, she gave right. me suggestions and she was like, you want to change it? You can, but mm -hmm. you don't have to. <laughs> she was right. that type of person. Yeah, that's what I like. So I, I, I've, I'm working on my second one. So it'd be that I, I might need, well, I've got somebody to edit it now, but she is, she knows how I write. I write like I talk. So, but the second right. one is going to be my, my coaching book, but I just don't like having a whole bunch of words in there that people don't understand. Like I need plain English in there and I don't talk grammatically correct. <laughs> so my book is not going to be a hundred percent grammatically correct. And uh, so they, right. it is, is that how you wrote as well? More like what you talk or how did you, how did you piece that together? Cause like I said, you're fiction and I'm nonfiction. Right. So like, how did you come up with the storyline? What, what, what made you go that way? So the first book is actually, is not really, I talk in different ways. It depends on the crowd that I'm around. So the first book is more, it's very grammatically correct. All the spelling, I was super picky about that. I at least edited it for about six months. So only when I went over and read it after it was published, I only found four typos. So she was pretty thorough and I was pretty thorough. And for the second book, I, I actually did a little bit of both. I did it like grammatically correct. And then I had a lot of slang in there. So it was a mixture of both. It depends on the character and the persona that you want to like portray, whatever with fiction. That's that's the beauty of fiction. With nonfiction, you kind of have to always sound published and polished. Well, published, polished. I mean, so mm -hmm. that's a little different for me. That's not my arena. But if you ever did go into fiction, you can have a field in that. You don't have to be. You don't have to be grammatically correct or so proper. You can just be yourself in a way. Right. I, I put in an, uh, in the author's note in the very first, in the very first paragraph, I was like, um, uh, there are places in here that are going to be hard to read because my life was hard to live. There's going to be places mm -hmm. in here that sound really harsh because my life was harsh in those moments. And there right. are places in here that are not grammatically correct because at that moment in time, my life was not grammatically correct. Uh, correct. So right. pardon my mess. I'm still a work in progress and I left it like that. So <laughs> <laughs> I knew there were places that were not going to be great, but I wasn't looking for perfectness. You know what yeah. I mean? And going through there, I found a couple of places that there were still some misspelled words or words that, you know, they should have been 
changed, but you still picked up and knew what it was saying. Um, And I was just like, it is what it is. I left the, (laughs) it said in the front, there's going to be some in here. So like, I don't want to hear it. And I've only had one person say anything about the grammar at all. And everybody else has been like, cool. Like, this is super awesome. Like, it's so easy to read and they like jump right into it. So that's, that's, I I love getting feedback like that. So when you're, Mm -hmm. now I had this happen to me, so I want to know if this happened to you. So when your friends read your book, were they texting you saying, oh my God, oh my God, like I read this part and, and (laughs) yeah. I actually, I blew away a lot of my friends and family because when they know you, they don't expect the best out of you. It's sad to say, but they don't. So they be like, well, everyone can do this, but not the people that I know personally. So when they meet somebody and they have a friend like, man, my friend is actually a great author. She didn't write like a skimpy book. She didn't write a a book that was like underdeveloped. She actually put time into it. So Mm -hmm. when they read it, it was like, wow, dude, you got to come out with a sequel. Dude, what's going to happen with this? Dude, like I got a lot of good feedback. And it's amazing to see, especially from family, especially from family members. Yeah, that's awesome. My daughter's gotten about halfway through my book right now. And so she lived through a lot of that with me. And so she was like, first 54 pages, she didn't cry like four times. And she's like, man, I got to put this down. Like, cause I'm reliving some of this. And it's, it's, and she didn't even know the extent of how broken I was in some of those places. So it's hard for her to, to get through there. Um, Mm -hmm. But it's a, it's cool to see my friends come up and say, Hey, like, this is awesome. Hey there, beautiful. Hey. How are you? Good. Hi. You are so cute. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I'll give you like 10 more minutes. Okay. Okay. All right. She just wanted those to say hi. Those cookies are just calling her name. She can't wait for those cookies. Yeah. She, <laughs> she, she just wanted a photo by mom. That's what it was. She wanted to see who you're talking to. <laughs> mm-hmm. So your second book, you said there was a lot of slang in that. So is that also a love story or did it, did you change the whole? So with that, usually my books incorporate every genre that I love. So it was, it was a crime, it was a drama, it was a romance, but it's also an urban novel. I love urban, but the thing is, it's like the same novel or the same scenarios over and over and over. So I wanted to change what I'm used to reading. I wanted to write something totally different. So with this concept, it's like corporate criminals. So they can use both corporate slang or corporate terminology and words and speak proper. And then they also have that side where they're criminals. So it's a bit of both. And I have fun just going back and forth with it and living double lives within these characters. It was pretty fun. That's like, that's a gift, man. (laughs) I've heard that before, but to me, it seems not, well, probably probably because it comes natural but I can take something that is fiction I mean not fiction well it just means that your your imagination yeah your imagination is huge which is great so you've got a very big creative side to be able to do that and uh so that's that's definitely a blessing so let's get into the spoken word so like you said you love poetry and you use spoken word so uh, like, do you go out into the, to the open mic nights and do spoken word? How does, how, do, how does that, oh, excuse me, how does that happen? Yeah, I'm actually a part of this group in Milwaukee. It's called Clap for a Poet. And we do an event once every month of the, well, once a month. So it's every Tuesday, every third Tuesday of the month, which is pretty weird. But that's how they have it set up. So we do it every Tuesday. It starts at 7, and then it ends usually around 10, 1030 at night. But 
lately I haven't been able to make them because I've been like busy after work. I went to the last one and I did a new poem that I had worked on. So it was just pretty fun. But every time I get on stage, I'm always nervous before. Like I've never been on stage before. Wow. It's a good environment to be around. You're around a bunch of singers and writers and artists, people that love art itself. Right. Yeah. That's good. That is so, so, and I know you said you're writing a third book. So your, th- is your, your third book is the sequel to the first book? Correct. Okay. Yeah, initially I wanted to have it in sequence. It made sense to have it in sequence. It just didn't work out that way. It was like the concept of mastermind which just would not leave my head. So I was like, let me finish the, the first book and then start writing the third book totally out of sequence but I, I guess it works for me why is it, it you have to follow your heart you know what I mean like if if mm-hmm. God's giving you a download and you your imagination is running exactly. away with this topic that's what you gotta exactly. follow like there's you can't get away from that like law of attraction is a hold of it too and the like it's just, oh yeah it's like okay this is what you gotta do um so exactly. that's like, intuition that's what that was definitely guiding me during that time when I made that decision that's good. Sure. That, is, that is super awesome. So what, um, what does Taniqua like to do on her time off when she's not writing, she's not doing mommy stuff, she's not working? What is fun for Taniqua? Oh, Lord. I haven't had fun in so long. <laughs> <laughs> last time I had fun, I kid you not, it was in 2016, I went on vacation in the summer. That was the last time I truly had a lot of fun. But you've got to and change that. that and was after some fun. I finished the first book. So yeah, I had a blast. I know I've been all working no play, but typically I spend a lot of time with my family. I'm very family oriented. So my family, we try to get together every weekend, play cards, listen to music, especially now that it's hot. We barbecue a lot. So that's usually what I'm doing outside of work and modeling and writing and yeah, parenting. Awesome. Usually. And so you are a very beautiful girl. So you got any, you got, you got to. Got a man sniffing around, or are you single? What's the, what's the word, bird? <laughs> I'm actually single. Um, I haven't. I have suitors pursuing me. <laughs> I'm just not in that space of dating right now. It's weird. Like I've been really focused on career, and mm-hmm. I feel as though me personally, I think relationships kind of interfere with your career process, especially when you're in like your prime and you have like on the verge of a breakthrough. Mm-hmm. I tend to find that if they're not on my same level, I can't even think of dating them like right. if we aren't if we aren't building towards something that's the same and we're not compatible on that level I can't even give you the time of day my time is very limited so I haven't found anybody go. worthy of that yet girl yeah. you need to listen to my other podcast where I talk about <laughs> that relationships one-on-one <laughs> oh, oh I definitely need some relationship advice I had a lot of failed relationships that's why I'm not really caring to date at the moment I don't care for it right now well, and it's like we, I, I talk about that in um, both, I got two, well, I talk about it in a lot of my, a lot of my podcasts, but two of them is I uh, don't believe the hype about fairy tale relationships mm-hmm. and then relationships yeah. one-on-one, you are not the janitor in your life by like quit taking on other people's garbage and claiming it as your truth. And that exactly. you need to heal before you invite somebody else in. And also what you just said, they have to be at a level that you guys can build together. Like you've got to be whole and feel like you are enough without him. 
Exactly. You got to be happy in your own space. He can add to that. And if he can't add to that, boy, bye. <laughs> you got to go. Yeah. <laughs> Deuces. That's exactly where I am. <laughs> and I'm home within myself right now. It's probably why I don't want anyone interfering with my me time. Not right now. There you go. Good There's girl. always room for relationships. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Good girl. Good girl. So if you had some advice to give to a brand new writer who is trying to decide do they really want to do this or not what 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 would you encourage them the most to do i would say if you love writing that much it would take at least a baby step towards what you really want to do because when you take baby steps it leads to other things it's going to lead to other directions and other in my opinion it's going to lead to your heart following your heart is what's going to lead you to writing career because if you follow your heart, you're going to be like, I can't, I can't live without writing. I'll regret not writing this book. I'm going to look back and see that time has passed and I haven't done anything as far as writing. Mm -hmm. I haven't accomplished that goal. I haven't taken any steps. So my first advice would be take steps, take baby steps if you have to, but at least take steps. Yeah. There you go. That's awesome. Um, yeah. So do you recommend that people write what they like to read? Yeah, typically, I like to read fiction a lot. So, yeah, I can see why I got into fiction. But also read nonfiction. Like, I actually just read a book called How to Put More Time on Your Side because I feel like I never have enough time in a day. Mm -hmm. But it took me a long time to get through it because I know it's not anything exciting as far as what can my, you know, what can spark, you know, write what you like to read. It'd be easier for you to write if you actually love what you're writing and what you're reading. Right, right. Um, yeah. I think I, I lean more toward the nonfiction because reading the nonfiction and the personal development is what saved my life and what yeah. changed me and got me here. So like that's that's where I'm at. And now I love I love some fiction, but the fiction's gotta have a purpose. Like what am I gonna yeah. learn something in this fiction? You know what I mean? Like now I love a yeah. good romance story. If I got a man that I can like read my romance story and I can roll over. You know? <laughs> that's I try to incorporate a lot of different factors. There's so much that I can't really, well, I can explain it. It's just, it's going to take longer. I put a lot of spirituality in it, a lot of life lessons, psychology, love, all of those things that I know that I studied and went to school for. But I put it in a way where people can be entertained at the same time. And they don't really realize, like, wow, that was a deep message. Oh, she talked about spirituality. I've never seen that in the urban fiction. It's the kind of will you in. And then when you read it, you'll be surprised, like, wow, I didn't know I was going to read that in this kind of book. So. Very good. Good job. Yeah. Um, so do, I just had a blonde moment. What the hell was I going to ask you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Don't feel bad. It's almost a weekend. It's almost, we're almost through the week. Girl, okay. like, I, I got, like, because I'm running this podcast, my own podcast, I'm writing my second book, and I'm working on my program that I fixed it to put live, like, do a beta on September 15th. So yeah. I'm just like, my brain is everywhere right now, which is great. I thought, like, I love being in this space. And so it's, a, it's all yeah. good. What was I going to ask you? Like, I'm so, like, completely dumbfounded by what I was going to ask you now. Okay, so what made you join? Celebrating Independent Artists group. Um, actually, Equinus, or, you know, you probably know him as EQ. Yep. He's like my stepdad. He's been around since I was a kid. 
Him oh, and wow. my mom are yeah, they're close friends. So he was like, I got this program that'd be perfect for you. He was like, I know this girl that'd be perfect for what you're into. So he introduced me to her. And I was like, everything she was talking about, it was just so on point with where I'm at in life right now. Like she's working on building relationships, building a foundation for authors. And I think that's amazing. Right. How often do you hear about like that from other authors? So of right. course I had to join in. The thing is, I'm wearing so many different hats right now. It's like I have to sacrifice something. So I even sacrifice poetry, man. I don't even go as much. When I write books, I really, it's weird. I go in hermit mode. Like I don't social, I don't socialize as much as I normally do. I don't really get to hang out with my family as much as I would love to. It's like I'm in the, I'm in the closet writing weird in a weird way. And my daughter even knows when I write. She's like, Ma, you doing your homework? I call writing my homework. So I'm like, yeah. My homework. She's like, okay, I'm gonna go play. But she understands when I'm in that mode, I'm kind of like zoned out in a way. Right. Well, that's good that she knows. Like you're you're giving her like a good foundation of hey, you know, when you found your passion and you found mm-hmm. your purpose, like you go all in. You know what I mean? Yeah. Everything will work itself 100%. out. And it's and I don't I I don't call it a sacrifice, man, because it's it's your dream. Nobody, nobody yep. else can do your dream for you. Nobody else can live your dream for you. And nobody's going to okay. reap the rewards from your dream, but you and your daughter, mm-hmm. you know, so it's, it's not a sacrifice because when, when you get to where you want to be with your writing and with your books and your novels and whatever other avenues that come out of this, then, you know, you can reap all the rewards and you can have all that time that you want then, you know, it's not that you're not getting, exactly. now you're doing something yeah. that you love, you know? So I like I did the yeah. same thing with my book. I like I would say, okay, like, hey, this is writing time. Like I'm like zone out. I go upstairs and have my drink. Like my legs would go numb. I'd be sitting down for so long. <laughs> I got to get up. <laughs> um. So, is there anything else that you would? Any other advice that you would give to a new writer about writing fiction or any book? I would say do a lot of research because you're going to embark on a new journey that you probably don't, you don't know a lot about. So when I started my journey, I stayed on Google. I stayed on YouTube because I wanted to figure out which steps I needed to take as an author. And then on the self-publishing side, which steps I needed to take to self-publish. So that's a huge thing. I think every aspiring author needs to figure out before they start even writing like do you want to self-publish or do you want to go through an agency so that's a big thing to me in my opinion this is going to tell you what route you're going to take one is a little bit harder self-publishing route is definitely harder everything is on your shoulders so you need to know that before you get started and before you even turn it like before you finish the manuscript you need to know that route right yeah it's uh i i did this it, the this research is is optimal like you and there's so many resources out there you can get overwhelmed so like yeah. probably, like come to come to us at, at some yeah. independent <laughs> artists well like we can we, right. we can we will answer all your questions for you uh so exactly. uh, sneaky you are super awesome and you are super beautiful and you have this like big bright beautiful soul and i'm so honored to have gotten to uh, interview you and talk to you today. I'm you. glad we finally got you on the on the books to get this done. And mm-hmm. I know your daughter is waiting on some cookies. <laughs> so, yeah, go get the cookie monster. Yeah. yeah, the cookie monster. Go give the cookie monster her cookies. And um, thank you again. Thank you so much. I appreciate you, and I look forward to seeing you at one of our events soon. Thank you.
Thank you. Have a great day. Thanks All right. You too. All right. Bye-bye now. Bye.